So let's go to the Gnostic reading for today. Uh, last time we ended at global page 168, and the section is called The Anointing. And uh, let me send the link. Uh, before this section, I'm not going to do a full review, uh, we were in a section called Those Who Were Yours. Those Who Were Yours. See how very esoteric it was, meaning those uh, that which the disciples belong with, which is uh, the Father or the Source being um, involved in Gnosis and the Gnostic being the one who's returning to that which is, which is his own. So this section, Those Who Were Yours, Global page four to 148 talks a lot about aroma. The father loves his aroma, his scent, and makes it manifest everywhere. And then that it's mingled with matter, but he gave his aroma to the light and its quietness. He is wont to make superior to every sight and sound. And so we talked about uh, aroma or the, the perfume of the Heavenly Father and then the breath and returning to the Father, returning to the place out of which he came forth. Uh, when we get on to Grobel Metalogos, page 3, the continuation of that section, we see the person who's not Gnostic being like uh, an animate mold or, or an animated clay, but like cold water. And from Global, Grobel, Page 154, uh, straight out from note 446, this is why God came, meaning why Yeshua appeared as representative of the Logos, the Soter, the Healer. He abolished, he, capital H, he abolished the separation and brought the Pleroma, which is hot with love, in order that the coldness might be no more. And so we're talking about heating the coldness or um, bringing forth the breath of the Father or one intelligent creator, you know, intelligent infinity, the one creator, uh, Heavenly Father, the Source, coming through Yeshua, who performed the role of the Soter, or the Savior, which is the Word, which is love, bringing forth the Pleroma, or the divine realm of, of God's powers, or the aeons, which is basically um, the, 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 the archetypal or constituent principles of the octave, the principal forces and powers of the Logos in the seven-dimensional scheme. It, it could be a, a term and a way of understanding the aeons, and the pleroma, you can say, is higher dimensions, you can say it's pre-manifest, uh, or before the octave, but I would say that um, there are two ways to play it, to understand pleroma, I would say, for me. One is higher dimensions in which there's no veiling in mind, and therefore there is full understanding, no, not full, but a very clear, available understanding of um, the powers of the creator or the forces of, of the octave and the laws, like the aeons, and then pleroma could be that which is outside of the octave, but uh, Yeshua coming, abolishing a separation, or bringing heat, 
the Pleroma hot with love, in order that coldness might be no more. And then this going further, um, Valentinus talking about Yeshua's bringing this reunion, the reunion of of God and those that are uh, awakening, the logos of the gospel, the word of the gospel, of the finding of those who stretch out towards the pleroma by the salvation which comes from above. And so our seeking is a stretching out towards the divine realm, whether it's higher dimensions or the source of seven dimensions. The stretched out is the hope of those who stretch after it, those whose likeness is the light which has no shadow. And so again, um, moving out of 3D cycling is moving out of uh, the hylic or materialist uh, level of beingness and seeking, seeking more than not only material or intellectual, which is the psychikoi, but seeking pneuma or spirit, the pneumatikoi, uh, moving out of darkness or cold into hot with love and light. And the heat is a warming and then a falling away of the false. Further, the returning is global page 116. This return uh, is called repentance. And so repentance, the Greek is metanoia, which is sort of like greater 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 turning, uh, returning. The path of return is the spiritual path going on. This is why imperish global 162. This is why imperishability breathed out and followed after him who had sinned in order that he, Father, he might give him rest, the one who sinned or the agnostic or the people stuck in, in 3D repeating, we can say. Forgiveness, for forgiveness is, colon, to remain behind in the light within the lack in the word of the Pilaroma, for the, for the physician is wont to hasten to the place where someone is sick, for this very will is that which is in him, meaning the will to help the sick. You can say that as higher self, offering guidance when requested, Yeshua incarnating to bring the Pleroma closer to the material plane, or to open a pathway from 3D to higher dimensions that wasn't quite open in the same way before Yeshua's incarnation. I, I have no doubt about that. And this is the work of the Bodhisattva in Buddhism, the one that uh, postpones full awakening uh, to continue looking backwards. Doesn't go into seventh density like uh, Atman waiting. Uh, going to seventh density, Ra said, is the looking backwards finished. Bodhisattva doesn't look back, doesn't um, finish yet that looking backwards and like higher self which uh, the true bodhisattva is Atman basically still looks down into the realms of illusory cyclic experience or incarnation lower dimensions and guides and helps beings up who have sinned or uh, basically uh, strayed moved into plane moved away from, from source to give rest and so there's no rest uh, for the evil, for the wicked, <laughs> there's no rest for those that don't seek uh, love, light, and spirit. There is no wellness for those on the negative path. There is no wellness 
for those who are stuck in uh, the, the hylic or the psychic positions, uh, the lower and the middle groups, those that are seeking materially only, and those that are seeking materially and socially, intellectually only. Uh, there is no rest in the realm of death, the realm of birth and death, the, the cycle of samsara, means uh, clinging on to, seeking that which is impermanent. The, the hylikoi, the psychikoi, the people who are basically working um, body, uh, seeking body, matter, material, seeking only, and body, mind, intellectual and social, seeking only. Those are the two, the lower and the middle classes of people, according to this the Valentinus and other Gnostic teachings. Those that are seeking that which is of body and matter, that which are those who are seeking body, matter, and social, financial, intellectual only, those who are not seeking beyond body-mind, um, are seeking that which is of the three marks, right? Anicca, Natadukkha. Those that are see they're, they're seeking uh, the illusory, impermanent, sunya, empty, and ultimately um, on its way to death. They're seeking the dying. They're seeking that which is dying. That's why I said they're dirt eaters. <laughs> a pejorative term, but I don't mean that for you. <laughs> I mean that for those who hate this, or hate love light, or um, hate the pneumatic, uh, the pneuma, or spirit. So anyway, let us go on. I'm just uh, yak yakking here. Page 168, global, the new section today called the anointing. The I'll read it through, then comment. The anointing is the mercy of the Father with which he will have mercy on them. And those whom he has anointed, they are complete. For it is the full jars that are wont to be anointed. But when the anointing of one jar shall be destroyed, it is wont to leak. And the reason why it shall lack content is the fact that its anointing shall depart from it. For at that time a breath is wont to draw it, a breath characterized by the power of that which is with it. <laughs> but with him, capital H, the Father, with him who is without lack, the seal of none is wont to be cast off before him, capital Father, nor is any want, nor is any want to leak, meaning it won't leak. But what he lacks he, Father, is wont to fill up again with, uh, for him, for the person who's seeking. He, the Father who is perfect, he is good. He knows his plantings, for it is he who planted them in his paradise. Now his paradise is his place of rest. This is completion by the thought of the Father, and these are the words of his meditation. And then the next section starts the Logos. So, we're getting close to the end of this uh, text, Meditation on the Gospel. We've seen the metaphor of jars and anointing before. Uh, Grobel's notes are helpful here, from Grobel, page 168-169. So, the anointing, which is basically like a blessing or reception of grace or bestowal of um, 
divine seal, divine uh, kiss, the kiss of, of love and the Father. Um, the anointing is the mercy of the Father with which he has mercy on them. And so mercy, compassion, love is associated with this anointing, which is basically, you can see it as that which we receive from the Logos via Atman in response to our sincere spiritual seeking. If we seek with if we seek sincerely or sincerity, by sincerity, we truly seek well being and understanding. We're sincerely uh, doing the work of the of the pneumatic or the spiritual seeker seeking a green blue indigo very straight green blue indigo love wisdom and awareness of unity or um, completion and, and reality as is with that seeking uh, comes response by atman atman sub sub logos is a stand-in for the solar logos for the galactic logos uh, for the father or the one infinite creator intelligent infinity so atman knows its nature Atman knows <laughs> its nature is intelligent infinity. It knows that. True nature, self-nature, own nature, Svabhama, there's a certain term in Buddhism, is self-nature. It's identity, true identity, is true nature, which is ultimately source. Uh, Atman knows that. And um, Atman, or you can say, uh, again, there, there are many, there are many players and many. Um, there are many points along the continuum of light, or the continuum from source to our present position, three D space time. Right, many, many. So there's some kind of fourth dimensional soul configuration. I would say there's six dimensional Atman sub sub logos. There is a seventh dimensional guidance of Atman. Um, which is not much different than the solar logos. There's the solar logos, the creator of the octave. There's the galactic logos, which is ultimately the pre-differentiation, uh, the the pre-differentiation source of of the solar logos. Solar logos is simply a, a differentiation of the galactic. Uh, and then the galactic logoi uh, come out of intelligent infinity straight straight ahead, straight from the the one infinite. So that whole lineage or stream of um, power is activated uh, and uh, supports us in continued seeking uh, in green, blue, indigo, in love, wisdom, and unity balance, or realization of the awareness and non-dual consciousness or awareness beyond duality. And that is similar to an anointing. So, um, when there's an anointment, there's a completion, the full jars, the, it's the full jars that are want to be anointed, in a sense like, uh, he who has much, to he who has much, much is given. Uh, to the extent that we do deeper spiritual seeking, that we continue sincerely, strongly with spiritual seeking, uh, then there's greater blessing coming. So Ross said that the strength of the inner light equals the strength of the will to keep seeking that light. So the more strongly 
purely in balance. We one seeks light, which really is love light, which really means green, blue, indigo, higher chakras, activation, which doesn't exclude the lower at all. The more we, the stronger we make that seeking, the more likely or the, the, the more full the anointment. So the full jars are want to be anointed. Then when the anointing of one jar is destroyed, it is want to leak. This was a little confusing. And um, they're talking about a full jar leaking. Um, I'm not really sure how that works. But um, there is some kind of, I think Grobel didn't quite get this, and I don't quite get this, how are we going from uh, a full jar that gets anointed and then um, uh, the anointing of a jar leading to its destruction or leakage. But there certainly is <clears throat> um, destruction of um, the forms of mind and energy, the, 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 form, the, the patterns of consciousness, and even the vehicles we're using um, that represent an achievement beyond where we are, uh, are destroyed along the path beyond them. And so uh, tomorrow's, uh, today's achievement is tomorrow's blockage, or uh, today's ceiling is tomorrow's base. Uh, today's gain um, is uh, sloughed off tomorrow, um, seeking a, a fuller realization or more full development of the seven rays or uh, development of consciousness. So, uh, I'm not sure about this lacking content and anointing, departing from it, but then we go back to the metaphor of breath, and um, Grobel wasn't clear about this, but certainly uh, there is a sealing of the jar this could also associate with uh, pranayama practice in terms of uh, holding breath and uh, various energy locks, seal, S-E-A-L, associated with um, breath practice. Uh, but there surely is um, the alternation of emptying and filling, um, breaking and refashioning, and breaking again to refashion in a higher form uh, all along the path. Then we have the image of planting, or, or the father as a gardener. He knows his plantings, like uh, Chauncey Gardener, he knows his plantings, for he's planted them in his paradise. And um, it's the Greek word paradisos. Um, and interestingly, Grobel says that um, the word from Old Persian was an enclosed garden, or a grove, or a park, for plantings, uh, so uh, a garden is a paradise. Uh, we can say the I've said the garden of samsara, the um, uh, the park of uh, the logoic manifestation, the manifestation of God in the field of birth and death, or the field uh, of that of of the phenomena arising and passing away because that's what the whole that's what 3d space time is all about particularly even the whole octave is the realm of birth and death or samsara all um all vibration uh, starts and ends or all light is created 
So that which is created must die. What arises passes away. What comes into being comes out of being. That's called in, uh, impermanence. So paradise um, is not up and out. Paradise is transformed awareness. Or paradise is realized to be here when we uh, clear the doors of perception and see reality as it is. So the last line of this section, global page 172, um, in terms of um, the paradise that that is planted by the Father or the Logos and uh, the garden of the Gnostics, the, those that are seeking truly, this is completion by the thought of the Father and these are the words of his meditation. And the section Global 172 is the Logos. Each of his words is a product of his will, a will characterized by the revealing of his word. While they were still the depth of his thought, the Logos, who was the first to emerge, revealed both them and a mind which speaks the word, a word characterized by a silent grace, he was called thought because they were in it before they were revealed. So it came to pass that he was the first to come forth at the moment when it pleased the will of him who willed it. Now the will is that which contents the Father and pleases him, which contents the Father and pleases him. <laughs> so, again, uh, old texts are difficult. So it came to pass that he was the first to come forth at the moment when it pleased the will of him who willed it, meaning it, it, will, it, it was pleasing to the one who willed it to come forth. Now the will is that which contents the Father and pleases him. And so the subject here is about the Logos. The Logos is not the same as the Father. Uh, we're going back and forth between the Father and the Logos which his, when they're talking about his and him, we're not, it's not so sure to me. But this is the revelation of, or the apocalypse revealing, of one infinite creator coming forth into light. I mean, again, if we understand that the Heavenly Father is the one infinite creator, and the Logos, or the Word, or the Sotar, uh, is um, the galactic and the solar Logoi that created these, that created the pleroma and the aeons, right? The the pleroma or realm of the aeons is ultimately going to be associated with the octaves made by the logoi, and the galactic and the solar logoi making or generating and then modifying the log the, the octaves for evolution uh, come forth out of the mind of the father. So this this is a, the association between the logos coming out of the father or the Logoi, Galactic, and Solar, particularly coming out of Intelligent Infinity. Hey, hey. So, uh, it's all <laughs> very subtle, and you already know this. Uh, his words, or uh, Logoi, are a product of his will, and that's exactly it, right? Um, the origin of light is the action of free will upon love. First principle, free will. Second principle, love. Not fourth ray love, but the enabling principle, the action of free will, his will, upon love, 
gives birth to light, which is love light, which is the Logoi, which is galactic and solar, which create uh, galaxies and stars and planets and octaves of seven dimensions and um, manifest uh, themselves, manifest Logoic essence as Atman, which is a sub-sub-logos, or our true, our, our octave identity, our identity or true nature in the octave is uh, higher self, Atman, sub-sub-logos, spark of God, um, but not that's not the end of the path. So anyway, um, still in the depth of his thought, the Logos was the first to emerge, right? Hey, sounds like Ra's metaphysics or Ra's cosmology. The um, principle of love or love light generates by the will of intelligent infinity acting upon its infinite love. And that reveals, um, see, Grobel's confused here. They got the words of the Father coming forth from the mind of the Father. Um, the mind, the Logos is a principle of mind uh, that came out of a principle of love will or uh, infinite loving loving will so mind is the sentient principle and very much associated with um, love light just like fourth chakra fifth chakra right fourth chakra love fifth chakra light the dimension of love the dimension of light love light being the two centers green blue of mind transpersonal mind or um, the mind of the logos in the octave or our uh, octave self mind associated with fourth ray fifth ray uh, coming forth out of spirit or will uh, anyway the mind that can speak the word you've got an interplay between mind and logos characterized by grace um, he was called thought because they were in it before before they were revealed so there is the 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 precedence of thought before um, material manifestation. So, uh, if you want to change your life, change your mind. And if you want to change your mind, uh, ultimately you've got to discover core beliefs and assumptions about self and world and path and purpose. So, there is a progression uh, from will to um, thought and mind and matter, and and then of course um, phenomena, and the path of return back. Anyway, we're talking about progressive revelation and um, metaphysical cosmology, or uh, the philosophy of cosmogenesis, how uh, form emerges from in, in infinite uh, potential. So anyway. Uh, it came to pass that he was the first to come, or somebody, use uh, it the logos from the mind of the Father, uh, or the emergence of, see, Grobel Note 533 says, the author does not make clear whether he means the emergence of the logos from the mind of the Father in eternity before creation, because yes, the logoi uh, are the creative principles of the Father, or whether he means the emergence of the incarnate Logos, meaning uh, Yeshua, as the Soter, or salvation, or Savior. Savior means Soter. Soter means soteriological, or salvational. The principle of saving, which is really save yourself. You know, Yeshua can't save you. <laughs> Nobody can save you. Only you can save yourself. They can help, but uh, you can reject. 
and uh, you can work hard or work little. So anyway, this progressive emergence of um, logos from father and mind from logos uh, and Soter or Yeshua into 3D space-time, the, the, these two emergences are, are uh, reflective or resonant, obviously. So the emergence of the Logos or the galactic and solar Logoi uh, as light or as uh, love-based light, uh, wielding the will of the Father or coming out of the will of the Father because it's just the Father in those form, right? The Logos is just... Um, a face form of uh, intelligent infinity, obviously. And higher self is just a face form of the solar and galactic logoi also. Of course, it's all one, right? One means one guy, one source, or one, one nature. It's all one being, and that being is you, but not the you you could think about. It's incomprehensible. It's inconceivable. <laughs> Your identity is inconceivable. It's transconceptual. It's beyond conceptualization. Anyway, so you see, this is a very straight up. Valentinus was um, he knew who this. This is this. This is not much different than Ra's metaphysics of cosmogenesis, or and um, uh, cosmic ontology, metaphysical ontology, the nature of being of the um, creational realms which are primarily non-physical, obviously. Global 174, the will, right? <laughs> so we're really moving on down from the Father to the Logos and the use of will. 174, the will. Nothing is want to happen without him, nor is anything want to happen without the Father's will. But his will is not predeterminable. His footprint after him the will is, and none shall learn of it, nor cause it to be spied out so that it might be grasped. But at the moment when he, Father, wills, what he wills, that, even if the sight please them not at all, uh, even, when he, even at the moment when he wills, what he wills, that is the will in the eyes of God. For the Father knows the beginning of them all and their end. For at their end he will ask them, what about themselves? But the true end, capital E, the true end is the taking gnosis concerning him who is hidden, parentheses, now this is the Father, <laughs> him from whom the beginning went forth, him to whom all they shall return who came out of him, and became manifest to the glory and joy of his name. Now the name of the Father is his Son. And the next section is called the name. So these are core um, cosmological metaphysical principles. The, the, the ontological or structure of being, the metaphysical philosophical structure of creation, and its emergence from um, formless infinitude, which is called cosmology, or cosmogony, or cosmogenesis, the genesis of the cosmos. So these are the primary metaphysical principles, and uh, perfectly in line with Ra, 
So this is called the will. Nothing, nothing happens without the father. Um, nothing can happen without the father's will. So you see there's a difference between the father and the father's will. There's a difference between intelligent infinity and the first law of free will. It's the same beingness, but it's um, a differentiation or a turning, a revolution, a modification, a um, an aspected manifestation of infinitude that occurs um, in in an evolutionary or sequential process, where intelligent infinity gives rise to the three laws. So that gives rise to first the law of free will. So you can say nothing is nothing happens. There is no activity um, without the one infinite creator, because the one infinite creator is all there is. Nor is there anything that's happening without the first principle, the law of free will, the law of will, which gave birth to light, which is the driving force of our return to, to, to intelligent infinity, is uh, seeking. What is seeking? Seeking is will. It's the deployment of the power of will um, in, in terms of desire, uh, high, low, or middle, uh, seeking in matter, seeking in mind, seeking in spirit, seeking totality, or seeking um, a partial fulfillment, or seeking the final uh, completed uh, achievement. So there's the Father, there's the Father's will. The will is not predeterminable, means you can't really know it in advance. And um, the, this is very good. The end of this uh, text gets very obscure. Grobel note 539 says that this is an obscure obs- expression to say his will is is not predeterminable, meaning you can't know it in advance. It means literally his will is uh, a thing that cannot be set on its feet. To set on its feet is to establish not establishable, not predeterminable, <laughs> not comprehensible, not attainable. <laughs> And so Grobel says, I take it to imply the Father's will is unpredictable. It just means that uh, we cannot know. It's like, what was the purpose of creation? Uh, I don't know. And um, Gautama called that one of the imponderables. As we um, looked at earlier today, Achinteya, the the four imponderables, one of them is um, the precise working out of the results of karma. The other one is a speculation about the origin or nature of the cosmos. So, uh, speculating upon the nature of cosmos is imponderable or beyond pondering. It's uh, interesting, and um, I think it's helpful for us to do some, but uh, I know I can't have any final answers, and everything that I know I know is... uh, a drop of water in the Ganges, or a, you know, grain of sand in the in the in the desert, in the sense that uh, after I leave this dimension, I'll know, you know, the eyes will be wide open. Um, but here, all that we know, all that I know, is just tiny, 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 tiny bit, incon- infinitesimally small, compared to the totality of knowing that's possible, and that we will enter soon when we get out of here. So anyway, his footprint after him, the will is. So uh, a a lot of obscure phrasing here at the end. Um, 
nobody shall learn the footprint or the mind of the father it's it's again imponderable inconceivable to know the mind of the source of creation uh in its uh, specific intentions for all aspects of creation why is there uh why why does humanity why is humanity allowed to keep tormenting planet earth or harming the planet right underground nuclear testing and under ocean sonar experiments and all the, the pollution and harm to me i lament that why does the logos let this go on why do you let them shit all over this beautiful world well i don't know the mind of the father um the footprint is unreadable and none shall learn of it nor cause it to be spied out so it could be grasped means you just can't you just can't get it we just can't get it that's really true the 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 wisdom of unknowability the wisdom of acknowledging uh inconceivability or ra said understanding is not of your density but the moment when he wills what he wills um no matter whether you like it or not its will in the eyes of god the father knows the beginning of them and the end and so this is again just talking about how uh the source of creation knows all and we can't um and it all serves purposes and multiple purposes and doesn't mean we shouldn't try to find answers or ask all the questions we want but there is a there are certain built-in limits unless you become a buddha if you become a, a teacher of adepts then uh, your knowing uh, might well be unlimited but unless you get to be an adept and then a teacher of adepts uh you won't you won't have such knowing uh there's a quote from Irenaeus uh, note 542 Irenaeus saying in refutation of gnostics of the time quote for man of himself does not see god but when he himself or god wills it he is seen by men by whom he will when he will and as he will um and um this uh, global notes with Irenaeus Valentinius here agrees against his own later pupils and so maybe later valentinian groups thought um that they could see the creator fully um spiritual inflation is pretty common along the path of obviously so anyway um uh, at the end of beings or at the end of um anything he asks them what about themselves and so at the end of our life you will be asked or you will have life review and defending your life will need to um take a look at uh, all successes and uh, apparent failures such as when you um you know lived in love light and when you rejected love light what about themselves but the true end is the taking notes concerning him who is hidden and so it's almost like saying don't worry about the end of creation or where beings go uh worry about gaining notes for yourself uh to make apocalypse or revealing of that which is hidden the father or source or true nature and we re- shall return to our source all who came out of him 
manifest to the glory and the joy of his name. And Grobel notes here, 550, this does not teach that, quote, all men, end quote, ipso facto, shall return to God. I think that's wrong, because I think all men do, or all beings do. Rather, all those who, mani- who become manifest as his own by receiving his proffered salvation, who henceforth exist to the glory and joy of his name, they shall return to him. Uh, Grobel is a little limited because he doesn't understand reincarnation, but um, everyone, all, all souls in third density, will either ascend into fourth density or dissolve and no longer continue their path, basically, as far as I know. Uh, so all, all souls return to source or continue the path except for those who can't get out of their density and then at some point will drop back into animality or a group soul condition, which is another matter. Anyway, those who are Gnostic know the joy of his name, and the name of the Father is his Son. And this whole notion of name um, being an emanation. And names are, are emanations from their source. So we can say that uh, the three principles, the three laws, free will, love, and light, uh, are the name... Some strange noise outside. The three principles, uh, the law of free will, law of love, law of light, that gave birth to light, or cre- manifest creation, are the name of intelligent infinity. Uh, and the logos is the name uh, of, intelligent, uh, of, of intelligent infinity, or the name of the one infinite creator is the Logos. And um, this notion is that name um, is, 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 is that which is expressed by a source. And uh, its nature is uh, the one who spoke the name. But the name is distinct from the one who spoke it. So, uh, Global page 180. He, uh, which was supposed to be the father, he, in the beginning, it was, who gave name, uh, to, who gave name to him who came out of him, that one being himself, and whom he begat as a son. He gave to him his name, which belonged to him. It is to him that all things arising from him belong, i.e., to the father. To him belongs the name, to him belongs the son. The latter can be seen, the son, but the name is invisible, for it alone is the mystery of the invisible one which comes to ears that are, that are all full of him through it. Indeed, the father's name is not spoken, but is revealed by a son, S-O-N. How great, then, is the name! But... Who is able to pronounce name for him, me father, that great name, except him alone, him to whom the name belongs? And the sons of the name, <laughs> them in whom the name of the father has rested, and they likewise have rested in his name. Since the father is one who never had become, it is he alone who begat him for himself as a name before he had created the aeons, aeons, in order that upon their head, the aeons, should be the father's name, 
in the capacity of Lord, viz, he who is the name indeed which by his command stands firm with complete power, for the concept name does not belong to the class of words, nor his name to that of appellations, but is an invisible thing. He alone gave name to him, he alone seeing it the name, he alone being able to give him name. For he who does not becomes, he who does not becomes, has no name. For what name should be given to him who does not become? <laughs> but he who his, he who becomes, becomes alone with his name, and he alone knows it, and it was to him alone that the Father gave name, the Son, S-O-N, the Son is his name. Nor did he hide him in secret, but the Son became, he alone gave name, the name, then, is that of the Father, as the name of the Father is, quote, the Son. For where should compassion find name except with the Father? Quote, but after all, someone will say to his companion, quote, Who is there that should give name to him who preceded him in being? as if the offspring were not wont to receive their name through those who bore them. <laughs> it's going on and on for you. First of all, then, what beseems us is to understand this matter. What the name is, that it is the name indeed, that he is therefore the name from the Father, he meaning Yeshua. He, the Yeshua, is therefore the name from the Father, for it is he, Yeshua, who is the lordly name, uh, that he, Yeshua, therefore did not receive the name as alone from others, as alone as others did, according to the manner in which each one was produced, meaning the way other got, others got their name, but he is the lordly name. There is no other to whom he, the Father, gave it, but it was unnameable, unutterable, until the moment when he, the Father, who's, who is perfect, spoke it, the name, to him alone, Yeshua. And it was he, the Father, who had power to speak his name and to see it. So when he, the Father, saw fit in his heart that his name, which is uttered, should be, quote, his son, and gave that name to him, or to him who came out of the depth <laughs> the latter, meaning the Son, uh, meaning Yeshua, spoke of his, the Father's secrets, knowing that the Father is guileless, meaning absolute goodness. This is just why he, the Father, brought him, Yeshua, forth, that he should speak on behalf of the place and of his resting place from which he, Yeshua, came forth, and that he should glorify the Pleroma, he, Yeshua, should glorify the Pleroma, the greatness of his, the Father's name, and the sweetness of the Father. So this is um, quite solid teaching here about how the name came come forth from the one who gives the name. So the Father, um, meaning one infinite creator, in the beginning, or you can say before there was matter or light, brought forth a naming 
right? Naming activity. <laughs> in Buddhism, that's uh, e an essential ending of 8th um, and ninth and 10th fetters, is the ending of naming activity. The ending of the naming or the fashioning of ahamkara, or self-conceit, 8. The ending of restlessness, which um, maybe the tendency, the urge to naming. The first naming is self, or I, 8th fetter. Uh, but before there was the first naming, there is the urge to naming. The urge to naming is restless in ninth fetter. And the tenth fetter, ignorance of vidya, is uh, basically, I would say, the, the manifestation of intelligent energy itself, which is, you can say, uh, the root of samsara or the root of the octave's generation or expression. But you can also say that... that um, uh, that avidya ignorance, which uh, establishes the octave and beings in it who are not yet free of cycling, uh, is also uh, of its source, which is boundlessness and um, nibban. So avidya of emerges, if we're talking about cosmology, one of the imponderables, cosmogenesis, um, the ten fetters, and particularly avidya, tenth fetter, which starts the whole thing, um, emerges out of its source. And its source is before fettering, is unfettered. Anyway, he, the father, in the beginning gave a name to him or anything that comes out of uh, intelligent infinity, while that one being himself. <laughs> and this is very nice. Uh, Dear Grobel, note five 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 said this is nearly literal as po as nearly literal as possible. Well. Applaud it, and congratulations to the tri translator who knows that there's some value in being as nearly literal as possible. <laughs> literality, baby. <laughs> you want precision? Try literality. Let's be literal, okay? Uh, in the beginning it was he, the father, who gave name, or any naming, to him or all that came out of him. This is, Grobel uh, says, the pre-existent son, uh, Yeshua in the realm before uh, the octave, or uh, the the Soter principle, the principle of the Logos. Uh, and that one who came out of the Father, that one being himself. Yes, indeed. What comes out um, of a source is, is ultimately uh, identity with source, has identity with source. Uh, manifestation is of the identity of the source of manifestation source that manifests manifest, can manifest nothing other than its own nature in various uh, differentiations. And whom he begat as a son. So the son comes out of the father as a son, and the son is the father. The son is the name of the father. He, the father, gave to him his name. Um, essential nature as a name. And that belongs to him, so the name belongs to the Father, but the name is the Son. All things arise out of the Father, or arise out of intelligent infinity. And belong to that, belong to the one infinite creator, such as name, and the Son. The Son can be seen, but the name is invisible. And so name is basically the uh, creative intention uh, for emanation. That which manifests or emanates or uh, emerges forth is uh, based in a pre-existent, in a, a mind-level intention that there may be an emergence. 
That's the invisibility of name. The, the name is ultimately that which gives rise to the visible manifestation, as far as I see it. It's the, the um, pre-manifest identity, pre-manifest differentiated name or title of um, that which will come forth from a source. Uh, while that which comes forth, whatever name it has, is ultimately belonging to or one with or of the same nature as its source. So the name is invisible, it's the mystery of the invisible one which comes to ears that are full of him through it. (laughs) This is how old guys used to think. Uh, It through him, him through it, uh, the secret of the name embodied in the sun is the instrument of revelation, Grobel says. So Grobel's really getting with it. So this is um, to certain coming to certain unnamed ears. <laughs> the, the, the name uh, cannot be heard, but the manifestation comes as the sun that is revealed. It is the Father's name not spoken. It's revealed as a sun. So Yeshua, or the Logos, is the revelation of its creative source, uh, and that's what a name is. And nobody can pronounce the name, the great name, except him, the Father. Meaning you can't, you, you can't vibrate the pre-vibrational. <laughs> you can't make a sound vibration complex or word or name um, that is in, in harmony with the mind before the name came into being. You, 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 can't, you, you can't vibrate the, the pre-vibrational. You can't um, conceive the, the, the source of conceivability. You can't comprehend that which is the source of the comprehensible function or the function of comprehending. It's before such function. The source of function cannot be known by use of the function. It has to be by a return of beingness to the source of the function. Then you know the source of the function or you know its nature. Okay, so um, the Father is one who never had become. This is the um, kind of transcendent nature of intelligent infinity. He alone begat for himself a name. He created. He created the eons. Yeah, that's right. Um, the world, the universe, but in order that upon their head shall be his name. And so you can say that uh, the purpose of creation is for the Creator to show itself. He's for intelligent infinity to manifest infinity in an intelligent way through light. To, to manifest, the Father manifest, the Father shows himself by the creation. The uh, octaves manifest the, na- the, the potentials of, it, of their source, intelligent infinity. Infinity comes forth in the form of infinity. Now, Ra said the, nat- the, 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 the concept of infinity through the concept of light and the illusion of limits. The concept, Grobel, page 184, this will be the last section, this section. The concept name um, is different than his name. <laughs> the name of the father being the son now we're talking about the nature of the concept of a name, the naming concept. As Ross said, not all groups have the, not all extraterrestrial groups even use a naming concept. And so 
this is this is uh, you know uh, the philosophy of cosmogenesis, the the uh, ontological ontological philosophy or philosophy of the ontology of cosmology, right? The the nature of a creational process from a philosophic standpoint of how it came to be. Even names um, came to be. And so there's name is a concept. What emerges is conceptual or the result of a concept. It was first thought, you know, the name made, made the, the, the name made manifest is um, the materialization or precipitation of something of an invisible thought, which is the intention to have a name. So, global page 184, everybody's struggling here, the translator and uh, me a bit, and the guys who are, uh, even in the middle of the text, you see all sorts of funny, strange notations. The concept name does not belong to the class of words, meaning it's before words, words come out of the intention for naming, nor his name, meaning the father's name of Yeshua, or father's name as Yeshua, belong, doesn't belong to the class of appellations, but it's an invisible thing. And again, concept is um, the intentional pre-manifest origin of manifestation, such as anything that has a name, or anything that is a name. He alone, the Father gave a name to him, he alone seeing it, seeing the name, he alone, Father, is the one who can give a name, and so that's the mind of God. Global 186, he who does not become, and this is not the Father, but um, the one who is not Gnostic, Global Note 578 says, uh, he who does not truly become is the non-Gnostic, the agnostic. For only through Gnosis does illusory being become true being. Global is a Gnostic. So naturally, such a one has no name. For having a name is equivalent to truly being. Very nice. So, the one who does not become, the Agnostic has not yet become. They have not yet become manifest. of the, the, What they are has not yet become manifest. Um, the mind of the person who who hasn't activated spirit complex, hasn't made integration between body, mind, and spirit, hasn't brought Atman into play consciously, hasn't made linkage consciously between six chakra activation and the lower chakras one through five of body, mind, is the one who has not yet become and doesn't have a name. They are unnamed. They haven't yet begun to become who they are. They haven't yet come to their uh, true nature because they haven't activated six and seven. They haven't activated spirit complex. They may be uh, goodly, more or less, but to what extent do they know I am that I am? Or do they know that their true nature is beyond body-mind? Or inclusive of body-mind is greater than just body-mind? The non-Gnostic doesn't know that. He has not become. They have no name. What name should be given to the one who does not become? <laughs> this is spiritual becoming. This is self-realization. Increasingly, pro pro progressive self-realization. But he who becomes, or the Gnostic, every Gnostic, and Grobel, Grobel, Grobel gets it. Grobel said, every Gnostic, Jesus at their head, uh, is everyone who becomes. 
um, becomes alone with his name, with his own name, not the name, not not Jesus as the name of the Father, but their own name. Atman is your own name. Who? What is your name? What is a name? Right? What is your name? <laughs> and what is a name? What is naming? It's basically uh, uh, appellation providing, providing an appellation or a title or a term, a title or a tag, a label. Uh, for what? For what is? For a beingness. But uh, the more you know true beingness, the more you find that um, all conceivable labels and tags and identity terms and names are, are empty. So he who becomes, becomes alone with his name, his own name. And he alone, the one, the Gnostic, knows it. And it was to him alone, the Gnostic, that the Father gave a name. And then we go down to the Son, or the case. So this is um, mirroring the process of Gnosis with the cosmogenetic process, the cosmological process, whereby the, the Son came forth from the Father. The Son came forth from the Father in the same way or similarly as the Gnostic or the, the seeker becomes a Gnostic who becomes himself, who becomes and finds his own name and finds his name inscribed in the Book of the Living but finds his himself, is becoming himself. Likewise, the Father or Intelligent Infinity um, become, becomes, it names himself or emerges forth as a name called the Logos. The Soter. The Logos is the Soter, which is the principle of love or love light. So the way back to the Father, none come but to the none come to the Father but through the Son. The Son is the Logos. The Logos is the Soter. The Soter is love light. That's the Logos. So none come to the crown except through love light. None get to the spirit except through green blue. Right? Fourth chakra fifth, love light. Which is um, the personal manifestation of the logos in sentience in the sentience of the seven-dimensional self, or seven-bodied vehicle of the Logos, which we call the octave self. So, and he alone knows it, the Gnostic knows it, and only to him alone that the Father gave a name. The Son is his name, meaning the Son is the name of the Father in, in manifestation, and also, so you've got the emergence of the Logoi from intelligent infinity, and you've got the emergence of Yeshua, from the Confederation, <laughs> from the Council of Saturn, from the, this solar Logoi, uh, to help humanity. Nor did he hide him in secret, but the sun became, becoming meaning um, Gnosis realization, uh, he alone gave name, meaning the father gave the name of the sun, and the father um, did naming, was the one who provided the concept of name. The name then is that of the father. So, Whatever the name is, it's of its source. As the name of the Father is the Son. Then we have a funny section, a poetic metaphor for Jesus. Note, global note 581. For where should compassion find name except with the Father? So compassion, he says, is a poetic metaphor for Jesus or Yeshua. It's something there. Compassion finds name or Yeshua as the compassionate one, right? Allah, the all-merciful, this kind of thing. Uh, where does compassion find a name except with the Father, uh, or the Father's name being the Son? But after all, and this is sort of a funny um, 
kind of dialogue in uh, it's sort of a hypothetical dialogue in the middle of the text here but after all someone will say to his companion who is there that should give name to him who preceded him in being meaning who can give a name to the one who came before him to his own father the son children don't give names to their parents right as if the offspring were not to want to or didn't receive their name through those who bore them obviously the offspring or children get their names from their parents they don't name their parents they're named by their parents and um, global page 188 <laughs> says uh, first of all or this is uh, the text first of all then what beseems us or what's important for us is to understand this matter what the name is and that it is the name indeed uh, what is a name that he uh, Yeshua is therefore the name from the father although and and he who he it is who it is he who is the lordly name so Yeshua is a lordly name Kurion Onomo sounds like Japanese Kurion Onoma Onoma proper name name proper or lord lordly name there's no other to whom he or the father gave it meaning Jesus Yeshua has a special name but it was unnameable and unutterable uh, until the father spoke it to him alone meaning to Yeshua and so again there's a special position for Yeshua obviously in creation in the Christian uh, cosmology and it was he who had power to speak his name and to see it meaning the father had the power and when he saw fit in his heart that his name which is uttered should be his son came forth gave the name to him who came out of the depth um, that's another Gnostic term sometimes the depth and the latter <clears throat> meaning the son who is the name spoke of the father's secrets knowing the father is all good or guileless um, without deceit or fraud without trickery and that's the the, the notion of little children right um, the Gnostics say Christians say it's very common um, those that those that can become Gnostic are first as little children if you don't know the mind of little children you probably can't achieve Gnosis actually and if you're a psychicoi and you're an intellectual occultist and white magician and you're doing your thinking 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 if you don't know the mind of little children you probably can't have true Gnosis actually and the mind is basically guileless, <clears throat> without cunning or trickery, without deceit, straightforward, sincere, all here. Uh, so the, the father is guileless or absolute goodness. And this is just why he, the father, brought him, Yeshua, forth, that Yeshua should speak on behalf of the place. And this was... Um, heaven or the global said uh, note 598 this must be heaven the transcendent world um, heaven um, that Yeshua is to speak of the place and of his resting place uh, from which he came forth and Yeshua said I am from above you are from below to certain people and um, higher dimensional right so Yeshua as late fourth density confederation member according to Ra obviously is from the realms of love light uh, Rupa, Lo Rupa Loka we can say late 4D 
uh, and from the Christian view, it's uh, to speak of heaven, to speak of the kingdom of heaven, where he came forth, his resting place before he came forth, and that he shall glorify, glorify the pleroma, the greatness of the Father's name, and the sweetness of the Father. So, the Christos of the Father, right, is uh, sweetness, anointing, the, you know, anointing and Christos and sweetness are all akin. I believe it's the word Christos is related to the word anointing or Christ and the sweetness of the Father is the Christos of uh, the Logos or you know the sort uh, intelligent infinity the the sweetness of God uh, and the Christic anointed nature of his son or his name Yeshua who is also the Sutter and the Logos and the way back um, speaking of um, it's his source speaking of the plan and the, and the purpose next time <laughs> we'll get to the section called the place and um, these are all major concepts and after that we go to the epilogue and that's the end of that uh, that'll be the end of our reading through the interlinear translation by Kendrick Grobel of Gospel of Truth or Valentinian Meditation on the Gospel and so probably next reading through I'll finish the final sections the place global page 160 and epilogue starting on global 198 after that maybe next time or the time after I will do one full reading <laughs> uh, of the whole sutra or the whole text uh, for anybody who just wants to sit back and get it or get as much as you can <laughs> on, on a single read-through. And then we'll be out of this section and then we'll uh, move our way slowly to the Gospel of Thomas and continue Gnostic studies um, for a little bit, but maybe take a break. Anyway, thanks for being here. I hope it's been helpful. Thank you, Valentinus and Mr. Grobel. Take good care. Good night.